What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome one and all to another edition of the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to December, everyone. It's December 1st, the 2022. Uh, means Christmas and uh, holidays are right around the uh, corner. And uh, what's happening here? This is the starting lineup. We're here until the uh, noon hour here on ESPN Radio. It's uh, Travis Sparks here hanging out with you. And Eric Fry is uh, back here hey. in the uh, studio uh, today. So uh, what's happening, Eric? Not much, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, and hopefully good. Uh, you're feeling well. and uh, Sounding better, which is the important thing. That is the important thing for radio. For radio. Uh, especially. Hey, doesn't matter how I look or feel, as long <laughs> as the voice is crystal clear. Yes, but it's uh, nice to have you back on uh, the show, yes. and uh, we got some good things to uh, talk about here. Uh, coming up here, we'll talk some uh, local sports, some uh, junior high uh, stuff that happened uh, last night, and again, you said uh, for what's happening uh, this evening in uh, the world of boys basketball and girls basketball. We mm-hmm. got a full slate uh, everywhere across the board, and we'll also take a look at some IHSA proposals uh, that uh, went through uh, here as well, and we'll take a look at what happened in college basketball last night. Uh, the uh, uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge wrapped up. Indiana picking up a uh, another win over North Carolina. They take another L, and uh, we'll talk about that as well as what's happening uh, tonight and uh, beyond, and we'll also uh, take a look at the uh, NFL as well as see uh, what's going on uh, this weekend uh, see where we stand uh, as the uh, NFL starts getting on the tail end yeah. of the season here. Once you get to December, it's kind of like all downhill right, when it comes to the yeah. NFL. And it, so it's time to take a look at where we stand uh, there. I know uh, I saw the playoff picture entering last Sunday, and it gets really crowded there with the teams in the hunt on the NFC side at least. And we'll try to hit on some other uh, national sports as well, NBA and NHL. I don't think you can say NFC least anymore, by the way. 
No. 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 Not this year, at least. Not this year. All four of them teams making it. <laughs> at all. And uh, so we'll uh, take a look at that, and uh, we'll uh, whatever we don't get to here in the uh, treasure hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in uh, some sort of uh, fashion. So, all right. Uh, so uh, we've uh, set the table here for this uh, Thursday, first day of a, a new uh, month. Feels good. And uh, we're back in uh, full force. So we need to kick it off, and we need to get it started with what we always do it's first things first before we get into the show first things first and we're starting off in the world of college as it's a college football as there was some news. We told you about it the other day about uh, they were waiting on the Rose Bowl and uh, deciding whether they wanted to be a part of the uh, college football playoff going forward. And that was kind of what was holding up uh, the expansion uh, talks. And well, uh, late last night, I don't know how late it was, but it was definitely last night uh, for sure when, when everyone was kind of... Uh, yeah, I thought it was a weird time mm-hmm. uh, for this to come out, but uh, it came out that the uh, Rose Bowl have agreed and uh, they will be a part of the uh, college football playoff going forward. So that opens the door to expansion and it's coming a lot sooner than uh, about two years uh, quicker than uh, what we were told that the playoff was expanding to us. So uh, beginning in 2024-25, we're expanding the college football playoff to uh, from four teams to uh, 12 now with with the Rose Bowl signing on to be a part of this. So we got some college football expansion to 12 teams coming up in about a couple of years. I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. And I've beaten the drum for expansion. Uh-huh. I've been, I, I have, I've on this show. I've said it. You need to expand. Travis, 12 is too many. 12 is too many. 12 okay. is too many. To me, eight's the number. 12 is too many. Mm-hmm. Because think about this, Travis. This weekend, right, what is, I mean, if you're not a diehard fan of, let's say, a TCU, a USC, teams like that, what is the intrigue of this weekend? Is to see if those teams win, and if they lose, to see if they get kicked out and who takes their place. Mm -hmm. If we're talking 12 teams, Travis, all right, so let's say Kansas State lose. All right, they're 10th right now. Okay, cool. So we're going to let Florida State in? Florida State. We're going to let LSU. LSU with three losses in? Well, potentially four if they lose the SEC title game. Are we going to let Oregon State in? Are we going to let UCLA in? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, 12 is too many teams. Yeah. I don't like the four buys. Yeah. Because it, that's how the bracket would set up. The, the top four would get buys. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. 12, to me, is too many teams. Because... Can you legitimately say that Washington, who is 12th right now at 10-2, and two, has a shot and deserves to be national champion? Or Utah? Or Kansas State? We're getting into that NCAA basketball tournament feel where it's not the best way to crown a champion. It is better. It is better than four. I, I do kind of agree with you, the, the 12 can be a big number and I would have liked to have seen it just eight teams Mm -hmm. but you know I I like it better than four so I I do like it better than four I 
like I said, I would have been fine with eight. You have the five conference champs of the Power Five, mm-hmm. and then three at-large teams. Yeah. That's it. Fairly simple. Right. Twelve, you're opening it up because, again, there's an odd number. Mm-hmm. Even if you take all five of the Power Five conference champs, yeah, there's an there's an odd number of seven. Where are you getting those seven team other teams from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of those uh, teams down at the the bottom. Uh, when we expand to this twelve, uh, they're going to be kind of sitting and waiting on some of the teams like you know Kansas State, for example. Mm-hmm. They're up against TCU, so you know uh, a team like uh, Florida State who would be uh, sitting there and not playing this weekend. They would just kind of yep. be uh, waiting, and then once they get into the playoff, who's to say you know if they get in at twelve and they would go up against like Michigan or something, uh, they would uh, get blown out probably in the first round because it would be in Michigan as well, So, and that's very significant as well. Let's take a look back, Travis, at last year. If mm-hmm. this was implemented last year, do you know who the 12 teams would be? Who's that? It would be Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Those are the four who already went. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame would be five. Yeah. Ohio State would be six. Mm-hmm. Baylor, seven. Yep. Old Miss, eight. Oklahoma State, 9, Michigan State, 10, Utah, 11, and Pittsburgh, 12. Yeah. Do you really think that Pittsburgh and Utah, I mean, 11 and 2, 10 and 3, do they deserve to make the college football playoffs? Let's see. That matchup would be uh, Pitt versus Ohio State. Yeah. I don't think that would be – well, actually, no. It would be Notre Dame. So let's it would be go, Pitt versus Notre Dame. Let's go back to 2020, Travis. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Those are your four that made it. Yeah. Five would be Texas A&M. Now, again, this is COVID-shortened year, mm-hmm. right? Right. So should we use this? Probably not. We should probably go back to 2019. 2019. That, that's, <laughs> that, I'll give you that one uh, because not all teams played the same amount. So if you go back to 2019 – Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State, a three-loss Auburn team, and Alabama. Ooh. Uh. Three, we're going to have four SEC teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, when you when you expand it to 12, you're, you're going to get the, the door's going to open for, for more of those teams to get in. But SEC. here's the thing. We're still going to have arguments because uh, along the way down here, you have 10-2 and two Minnesota that year. You had 10-2 and two Notre Dame at 15. Mm-hmm. You had 10-2 and two Oregon. So would you put a 9-3 and three Auburn team in? We're, we're still going to have these arguments. Yeah, so that's good. But there are arguments for 12. Yeah, but at least the, their arguments. And uh, last year we had the argument whether Cincinnati deserves to be in, and we saw what they did in the playoff. Right. And we saw that all the other teams uh, that you know look to barely squeak in, they get blown out. Here's, and it's going to be the same thing. Here's here's what they should have done, Travis. You do eight teams. Mm-hmm. You do the Power Five conference. Sure. You do the best of the non-Power Five. Mm-hmm. And then two at-larges. Yeah. And whatever your credentials is for that, that's fine. But here is one that I'm going to set. One of the if you are a at large team, you had to have played in your conference championship game. Mm-hmm. So put all the losers of the conference championship games in a bubble and pick two out of those. Mm-hmm. 
but should those uh, teams that lose the conference championship game, you know, really does deserve to be there either? But if you made the conference championship, do you not deserve to be there more so than someone who did not even make a conference championship game? Hmm. So I mean, like, uh, I, there would be no chance that Ohio State would be, um, you know, in this scenario, they would be no, number five mm-hmm. uh, right now, and uh, I think they deserve it over Kansas State, even though Ohio State's not playing in the uh, championship game this weekend. Kansas State definitely, I would say, possibly deserves it. But if they if they would lose this weekend, that would be their fourth loss. In this scenario, you know, would they would a fourth loss Kansas State deserve it over Florida State, who's sitting at home, versus Kansas State, who went to the championship game but lost? To me, I think you cannot. Or Utah, I guess, if you, they would happen to lose, you cannot give a bonus to someone not playing. Mm-hmm. How can you increase your chances of? By not playing. Yeah. But then it goes uh, against uh, the argument of why should you uh, punish someone for having an extra game? You're not. Because even the losers get into the playoffs. Yeah. You get there. Yeah. In this scenario, I guess they would. This makes up for the SEC scheduling four cupcakes at the beginning of the year. And one randomly at the end of the year right. as well. This <laughs> makes up for that. Uh-huh. Because all that matters, as it should be, is your conference. That's the most important thing. You want it to feel like that's the most important thing. Yeah. That's To me, that's what it should have been. Hmm. And it's not what it's going to be. It's going to be 12 teams, and no joke, five of them are going to be SEC teams. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> we're already prepared uh, for that. Uh, and uh, what we were kind of uh, alluding to there the in this uh, scheduled uh, proposal uh, that the uh, first round of the playoff in 2024 would be taking place at the uh, uh, week ending Saturday, December 21st at either the home field of the higher seed or at another site designated by the higher seed institution. So, therefore, the four teams, top four, we get buys. Number 12 would visit number five, number 11 at number six, number 10 at seven, and so on and so forth, nine at the eight. Uh, there, the specific game dates likely late in that uh, week would be announced at a later uh, date. And the uh, 2024 quarterfinals would uh, take place in the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, and a Sugar Bowl, while the Con Bowl and Orange Bowl would host the uh, playoff semifinals. I guess in 2024. So, hmm, I don't know. It'll be on a rotation basis uh, there for the bowl games and the important yeah. ones that yeah. is uh, there. So, I to me, 12 is too many. Yeah. 12 is a little too many. If you are ranked the 12th best team in the country, sorry, if you win, you are not the national champion. Hmm. That would just kind of be in the same lines of the NCAA tournament of getting it is. Of playing well at the right time. It's also going back to the BCS era, mm-hmm. where what is the national championship game? What does it matter? Well, the, the BCS era was determined more so by the computers uh, than uh, the decided on the field. So, in that aspect, it's better. So it's not quite similar to the BCS era. I think it is because we're not going to know who the true national championship is. Yeah, I mean, I get what I get what you're saying about the the lower seeds and uh, being a legit champion, but I, I think that's better than letting the computers decide it. But 
all right. Let, let me. All right. Here's here's a great example. We're going to use this year as an example, Travis. Right. All right. So let's say we have 12 teams this year. All right. And let's mm-hmm. say all the teams that should win this weekend win. All right. Yeah. So let's say Florida State, as you mentioned, they're going to be the 12th team. Mm-hmm. And let's say they win their first game. Yeah. And then they go to Georgia and they beat Georgia on a fluke play at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't leave the whole game, but a fluke play got them the win. Yeah. Are you not going to go, man, Florida State was a much better team than Georgia? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. No. 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 The difference between college, the college basketball and football is college basketball is a controlled environment. You're not dealing with the elements. You're not dealing unless there's some freak fluke things of injuries. Yeah. If Georgia's quarterback goes down in the very first play of the game, it's tough luck. It would happen in a four-game playoff, too. But I think the team that would beat them would be more deserving out of four than out of 12. I mean, yeah. I guess, but uh, by... and I know everyone's argument's going to be, well, they're playing bowl games, so they're indoors or they're in warm climates. Well, you would hope so, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but if uh, let's say Penn State, who's eighth, takes on USC in what would be the Rose Bowl, you think there's going to be more USC fans there than Penn State fans? Probably. Yeah, that happens in the NCAA tournament too. Sometimes they're at a site closer to uh, the one team or the other. I don't feel like the fans affect basketball as much. It does a little bit. Yeah. But not as much as football. Hmm. That's intriguing. Um, I, I, think, I, don't I think the think fan bases true. who travel for football are more passionate than the fan bases who travel for basketball. Yeah. They're going to be louder. They're going to have signs. They, they just are. Because a lot of these institutions are built on football. It's they, they Their year, athletically, lives and dies with the football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Whereas the basketball, not so much because they're not making quite as much as the football teams are. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Football's what's making you more money. Yeah. And this also is uh, about money as well with the, the football uh, expansion with uh, rights fees for yep. uh, broadcasting and also just bringing these uh, teams and playoffs, slapping the uh, college football playoff on a bowl is going to make more money uh, for for that particular bowl in that bowl city yep. uh, there. So uh, that ultimately is all what everything comes down to. Uh, here in this world. Now, so. here's what I want, Travis. If we're going to mm-hmm. do 12 teams, fine. But it better be in the new NCAA football games coming out next year. There's time. There's time. Get There's it in time. there. There's Get time us 12 to do teams it. in there. There's time to do it, even though next year it wouldn't be implemented. I don't care. Really, I want it now. Right? I don't know when the next NCAA football game is going to come out after this one. That's true. We, I don't we know. Don't. So we if don't. I'm only getting one shot at it, I want it to be the most accurate it can be. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's make it happen. 
and uh, we'll see how uh, this uh, weekend uh, shakes out, and we'll talk more about the uh, college football championships uh, coming up uh, tomorrow and uh, set the table uh, for uh, that. But uh, let's step away, and uh, let's talk some uh, local sports and uh, some IHSA uh, proposals uh, that went through at the uh, meeting last night, So, uh, and it'll be on the table a little bit later. So uh, we'll uh, take a look at uh, those coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. The most fantastic, magical things can happen. And it all starts with a wish. Wise words from Jiminy Cricket. A wish is a magical thing, especially when it comes from the heart. Cromwell Media Group of Effingham and Culver's of Effingham continue to partner together for their Christmas wishes. Granting Christmas wishes this Christmas season for those in need of a little extra magic. Send your letters to P.O. Box 428 Effingham or drop off at the radio station at 405 South Banker Suite 201 or at Culver's in the Christmas wishes mailbox at 1510 Fayette Avenue in Effingham. Letters will be accepted now through December 2nd and will be granted in time for Christmas. Letters need to include details of the situation, your name, address, phone number, sizes, colors, and any other information we may need. Wishes are granted based on situation and need. We hope to grant as many as possible. If you know someone else's family is in need, feel free to submit a letter for them. Thank you for supporting Christmas Wishes. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always wrong and Dr. Pepper is always right. Where the mountains are capped with cooler ice and children learn the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper before they learn the alphabet. Smart. It's the one place where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a ten. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. But we're going to win. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. And now. But I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt. And the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. 
the starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that travel, Travis is very vengeful and yep. hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. ESPN Radio, Travis Sparks and Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's take a look at some junior high girls basketball that happened. Postseason well underway and we're upon state as the sectional championships took place last night in Class 1A. It was Sigal St. Michael with the victory over North Clay. And it was by the final of a 44 to a 13. So a single St. Michael advances there in 1A. In 2A in the St. Anthony sectional championship, it was Altamont picking up the win over Albion and Edwards County, 32 to 12. And also in the the Champaign St. Matthew sectional championship, it was Paris Crestwood over Gibson City. 41 to 4 in uh, that one. So, congratulations to Altamont advancing in uh, 2A. Mm-hmm. In uh, 3A, we got the uh, Paris Mayo sectional championship, and it was Paris Mayo picking up the win over Jasper County, 30 to uh, 22 in a 3A, and in a 4A in the uh, uh, Muhammad Seymour sectional championship, it was Mount Zion over Muhammad Seymour, 38-16 to uh, 16 there. So uh, sectional champions were uh, crowned, and the uh, state finals will be uh, coming up uh, this weekend. And uh, Single St. Michael, uh, they'll advance uh, there to uh, the uh, state tournament there at uh, Central A&M Middle School. And it's going to be at 1 o'clock against Carrollton uh, St. John in uh, 1A. In uh, 2A, it was uh, Paris Crestwood advancing uh, to take on Havana at 2.30. And this is at Paris High School for the 2A state tournament. And uh, Liberty is going to take on Altamont. And the first game of the uh, day there at uh, 10 a.m., there in uh, Paris. In the uh, 3A uh, state tournament, Paris Mayo will be there at Auburn High School. They'll be taking on uh, Mercer County uh, there at 1 o'clock. And in uh, 4A, we have uh, Mount Zion advancing to that 10 a.m. game against uh, Bolingbrook Jane Adams uh, there on a Saturday in a Bolingbrook Middle School there for the uh, 7th grade state finals, state tournament. So uh, good luck to all the athletes there, and hopefully they get a couple games the, in yeah. uh, there at the uh, state tournament uh, there. So that was all the action that we had uh, for the way of local sports uh, last night for the Wednesday. Let's take a look at a loaded schedule for uh, tonight, though. We make up for it with some good basketball all the way around in a boys' basketball. Huge matchup, North Cal- North Clay, who lost to uh, Casey uh, uh, last week in the uh, finals of the Turkey Tournament by uh, a single point and North Clay uh, snapping that uh, St. Anthony along a winning streak that mm-hmm. they had in the conference. Big win for the Cardinals and it's another tough test as they travel to a uh, Casey tonight 
in the rematch uh, there. So that should be uh, very entertaining basketball uh, there in KZ this evening. Uh, looking forward to seeing what North Clay can do in that rematch. Absolutely, yeah. You know, first game was was great. They always say it's tougher to beat. You know, every time you face a team, it gets tougher and tougher to beat them the more you see them. So mm-hmm. uh, the second game, you know, both these teams know what each other's going to do. Both these teams know what they're wanting to accomplish. And so, yeah, it'll be a good one. You have to wonder if being at KZ will factor in a little bit because that first game was a neutral site game. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that should be a great game tonight. And then also uh, we have some Apollo teams matching up with each other. We got FEM uh, traveling uh, to uh, Taylorville this evening. FEM uh, squeezed in uh, this uh, conference game before taking uh, a part in a uh, tournament or a shootout uh, in Marion on Saturday. Uh, Muhammad also is at Mattoon, uh, Charleston hosting a Mount Zion. And uh, we have a Sarah Gordo at Arthur Ocock Christian and a Duggar Union, Indiana is at Oblong. Palhut this evening in a boys basketball and a girls of basketball. We got a Pena at North Mac, Charleston hosting Urbana, Arcola hosting South Fork, CHBC at Martinsville, Newton is at a Paris, North Clay at a Neoga, Tuscola hosting a Shelbyville in the NTC. We got St. Anthony at Windsor Stustraws, Oblong Palhut against Cumberland, Robinson hosting Alney. Uh, we got Marshall at Mount Carmel, St. Elmo Brownstown against uh, Dietrich, Hamilton County at Flora, Lawrenceville at Red Hill, Weber Township at uh, South Central, Vandalia hosting Carlinville, and Danville Schlarman is at uh, Tri-County. And then a, a game that you can hear over on uh, Jack FM, it's the Lady Indians back at it on a Thursday, and it's going to be uh, the Indians hosting uh, the uh, Lady Warriors of a uh, Casey. So uh, Casey at Altamont this evening uh, for you over on uh, Jack FM. So, uh, ladies back in action, 5-0 and on uh, this season. We'll see if Altamont can keep it going tonight. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, this Altamont team has the past couple of games, Travis, as you know, started to figure it out. Yeah, they started to play Started really to better. put it together. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if they can continue that against Casey. Yep, and uh, you can hear that over on uh, Jack FM, kind of uh, 7-ish. It will be uh, the uh, start time mm-hmm. over there, so uh, make sure you tune in there to uh, Jack FM, and we'll have all the coverage for you, and uh, we'll have all the uh, results uh, from these games uh, on the show for you tomorrow. And in the junior high girls basketball at the 8th grade level tonight, we got a regional championships. We got in Class 1A, uh, Oakland Lakecrest against Martinsville, Decatur Lutheran regional championships, Sigal St. Michael against Pena Sacred Heart. In 2A, the South Fork Regional Championship, it's Paris Crestwood against Armstrong Ellis. Casey Regional Championship, it's Edwards County against Dietrich. Stu Straws Regional, uh, they're still in the semifinals. It's Brownstown against St. Anthony and uh, Stu Straws against Altamont. In the Paris Mayo Regional Championship, it's Paris Mayo against Arthur. Robinson Nuttall Regional Championship, it's the Topless against Robinson Nuttall. And in Class 4A Regional Championship, it is Taylorville going up against the Mount Zion in a 4A there. And I also uh, promised that, that we would uh, talk about uh, some IHSA uh, proposals uh, that uh, went through at the uh, meeting uh, that was held here at the uh, beginning of mm-hmm. this week and uh, some proposals uh, that uh, went through. Uh, there was uh, that one, of course, that was uh, on the docket about a districting uh, scheduling. Uh, that, unfortunately, was not one of the proposals no. that ended up on the ballot uh, this time around. So uh, what, what jumps out to you here uh, with the proposals here? Uh, you know, not a whole lot, actually. 
Um, I, I guess the, you know, students to meet the attendance by a law to be in attendance for at least one class at a member school. Um, that's kind of big for homeschooling kids. Um, the football in the summer from five on five to 11 on 11, I think is big. And uh, the NIL that could make some, some yeah. coaches happy. Yep. And the, and the NIL, um, you know, talking about that and, um, kind of getting just some wording on what exactly it is we're looking at NIL-wise. And I think that's what this this basically is, is it's the first kind of wording in stone, in writing, of mm-hmm. what the rules and regulations will be for NIL. Right, yeah, exactly. I think that's the, the most significant thing yeah. of the name, image, and likeness for uh, high school. A student's going to be uh, voted on uh, the uh, next uh, proposal uh, meeting, and it, like you said, it creates the exact language related to that, specific limitations of those activities for those NIL deals uh, that could be happening uh, for high school uh, athletes there, and uh, a lot of kind of just uh, a lot of uh, a lot of language mm-hmm. uh, here uh, to go through with the uh, the proposals. Uh, exactly uh, what, but we'll we'll report on it when uh, these get voted on, and if anyone gets uh, voted uh, through, they're just at the proposal stage uh, right now. But uh, that uh, scheduling for kind of that looks similar to uh, the districting uh, schedule uh, did not go through. Uh, again in in the proposal so uh, we'll definitely uh, pass along uh, these any significance uh, that get passed uh, from these uh, proposals uh, there but that's kind of about the the most significant thing there with uh, NIL uh, there all right uh, so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, return and speaking of NIL deals well they can do that at college level and uh, college basketball let's talk about the ACC a Big Ten Challenge from uh, last night are wrapping up including that big Indiana win and uh, that's on the way coming up here on the starting lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup we'll be right back I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home I'm probably okay I open the window to stay alert probably okay I just popped some gum in my mouth Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Greet the season with savings as the countdown to Christmas begins at Rule King. Take 20% off our entire inventory of toys for the kids and save another 30% on all hoodies, sweatshirts, and sweatpants for the whole family. Plus, save up to $90 on DeWalt cordless drill sets. Your choice for just $149.99. Save on these Christmas countdown sale items and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel. 
official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now. Now here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats and I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. It's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues will try to end a cold stretch when they host the Carolina Hurricanes at Enterprise Center tonight. Blues have lost three of their last four games and ending my streak game that I was having with the Blues after suffering a 4-1 defeat against the Stars on Monday. St. Louis now tied for fourth place in the Central Division with 22 points and an 11-11-0 record. Tonight's game gets underway at 7 p.m. The Missouri football team will have a lot of roster spots to fill at the end of the season. Nine players have already announced their plans to transfer once the windows open December 5th. Among those is wide receiver Dominic Lovett, who caught 56 passes for 846 yards and three touchdowns last season as well. Special teamer Zachary Lovett, defensive back DJ Jackson, and quarterback Tyler Macon are also leaving the program. Players that are sticking with the Tigers will learn their bowl game on Sunday. In other college basketball action from yesterday, Lindenwood beat East West University 103-56. Missouri State beat UIC 66-51. Eastern Illinois fell to Northern 90-70. Southern Illinois beat Evansville 80-53. Western Illinois beat Southern Indiana 86-78. Chicago Bulls weren't able to slow down Devin Booker in a 132-113 loss to the Suns at Footprint Center. Chicago turned 51 points to Booker alone, who only played in three quarters. The 9-12 and 12 Bulls visit the Warriors tomorrow night. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Uh, Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there handling the uh, sports on our hits today. Back in. 51 uh, points in three quarters to one guy. That is pathetic. Yeah. I know it's Devin Booker, and he's really good, but. I was going to say, it's not like uh, Devin Booker's a scrub uh, or anything. All right, uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, some uh, college basketball uh, from uh, last night as the uh, ACC uh, Big Ten uh, Challenge wrapped up for the uh, final time. And, Eric, the ACC uh, takes the uh, final one, 8-6. to two, uh, six. Yep. They won uh, the uh, Big Ten uh, Challenge overall. Uh, this year, uh, they picked up uh, the uh, wins against Ohio State last night. Uh, did a Duke eighty-one to a seventy-two. Uh, Notre Dame uh, they pulled off uh, the ranking upset. Notre Dame six and one uh, on the season so far, and they blew out Sparty seventy to a fifty-two. So uh, Michigan State was already kind of uh, free falling in the polls. They'll probably free fall out of it. Uh, now uh, Miami uh, they uh, picked up the win over Rutgers, a sixty-eight to a sixty-one. 
comeback victory uh, for the Hurricanes. And uh, in the Big Ten uh, winners last night, it was Nebraska over Boston College, 88-67. to uh, 67. Uh, Purdue, uh, they won by 10 over Florida State, 79-69. to uh, 69. Zach Eady, 25 points last night to lead the uh, Boilermakers uh, there. And now they're still off to an amazing start at 7-0. and and then it was also Indiana taking down North Carolina. Speaking of teams that are free-falling in the polls, they might fall from 18. They might fall completely out of the polls uh, after this as uh, number 10 Indiana stays undefeated. 77-65 to uh, 65 last night. Uh, the other uh, Assembly Hall was rocking last night. It was a whiteout uh, there in Indiana last night. Trace Jackson Davis led the way for the Hoosiers, 21 points for him. Xavier Johnson, he had 20, uh, and the other player that was in uh, double figures. There was Jalen hood Shafino there, three players in double figures. Also had another guy off the bench that scored 11 for Indiana. So Indiana picking up the, the big win over North Carolina. So, uh, I was just looking at this. I'm already looking ahead. I'm not looking ahead to, to a Friday too much because, eh, I don't know, we'll see what happens uh, with uh -huh. Illinois and Maryland. But I'll tell you, Indiana and Purdue later on this season should be a heck of a lot of uh, fun. And uh, they match up on uh, February 4th. Uh, there is their first matchup in Indiana. And uh, that's on a Saturday. So uh, no excuses not to uh, watch that. And then uh, their second as uh, the third to last game of the season for uh, Purdue as uh, they'll be in Mackey that time around uh, February 25th. And that's also on a uh, Saturday night as well. And, uh, hey, look at that, Purdue and Illinois matchup in the last game of Purdue season at least. And uh, circling the calendars uh, for sure for that Indiana game against Illinois coming up on uh, January 19th. And uh, then uh, they'll match up in Indiana on uh, February 18th. So uh, definitely two matchups to uh, be looking forward to uh, later on in the season. It should be a, a lot of fun uh, there. And then, of course, the matchups with uh, Purdue as well. But it looks like eh, only one matchup for Illinois and Purdue this time around. Mm. So I was gonna sometimes say, Travis, that happens. You were talking about the ACC Big Ten challenge. Yep. The ACC, I think, won it overall. Like, That's, not just this year, but I'm saying throughout the history. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had some final numbers there. I think North Carolina had the best record. Don't quote me on that. Mm, let's see. I have uh, Duke with the best Duke. record. 20 and 4. Yeah. <laughs> 20 and 4 in the Big Ten Challenge. That's. It's crazy. One of those four losses was to Illinois, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget it. <laughs> uh, they did win it uh, 152 to 128 across all games there. So uh, I, I said the, the Big Ten dominated. Well, they yeah. that was just kind of recent, a couple of years uh, there. But, yeah. It wasn't ACC, even this year. ACC take it. Nope, not this year. Uh, maybe the last couple of years, but uh, not this year indeed. And, hey, speaking on the uh, women's side, shout out to the uh, Fighting Illini on the women's side. 7-1 and one as uh, they blew out Pitt. I know Pitt's not anything special, but uh, something might be brewing there on uh, the Fighting Illini women's side as 92-71 uh, last night, off to a 7-1 and one, uh, start for the ladies there and the new regime there. So 
uh, shout out, yes. lady. They've really line. turned it around. Absolutely. And uh, games going on uh, tonight. We got the uh, coveted Big East to Big 12 battle continuing as Oklahoma State is at number eight, UConn. Number seven, uh, Creighton against number two, uh, Texas. That one should be a good one in the Big East Big 12 battle. Also, Seton Hall visits number nine, uh, Kansas. And then other games in the Pac-12, you got number four, Arizona against Utah. And number 21, UCLA against Stanford uh, tonight. So, hey. Creighton, Texas, seven yeah. versus two. Yeah, yeah, it's a good matchup. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. I was thinking the uh, UConn. They're ranked pretty high in the rankings in uh, women's and men's. Mm-hmm. There's another team there that was uh, ranked pretty high. I think it was Indiana. Yes, that's uh, ranked both uh, high in the men's and women's games. There, so yeah. Very cool. Illinois or Indiana matching up with North Carolina on the women's side. It's like a, Ooh, top, a good one. top 10 matchup tonight. Yeah. I think Indiana's out without one of their better players, though, uh, tonight. But That's a stinker. Still, top 10 matchup in, on the women's side tonight in keep, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I was going to say, keeping it in college sports, Travis. Mm-hmm. You did a great job yesterday when the Big Ten announced their players of the year. Oh, did I? You did a great job. <laughs> I loved it. I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. You did great. I expected you to stand up for Illinois mm-hmm. as, I mean, your choice. But I'm, I'm, I got a bigger bone to pick with another team. Okay. Yeah. And it's Purdue. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Purdue, I'm throwing a fit here. And here's why. You ready? Mm-hmm. Purdue had the wide receiver that was first in the Big Ten in catches, receiving yards, touchdowns, and the tight end that was first in the Big Ten in catches and touchdowns. Neither one of them won wide receiver of the year or tight end of the year. Hmm. This is a school that's playing in the Big Ten Championship. Right. What more do you what, – what is the criteria for this? So then I started looking, Travis. Do you mm-hmm. want to know an interesting fact? What's that? Last year, Jim Harbaugh was coach of the year sure. nationally. He did not win coach of the year for the Big Ten. Hmm. The Big Ten media has no clue what they're doing, do they? No idea. They don't pay any attention at all. No. Do you know that the Illinois running game accounted for 40% of the offense, more than double any other school in the Big Ten? Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Whoever is picking these teams needs to actually start watching football Mm -hmm. and looking at the facts. Yeah. Um, Because I think that they, much like the Illinois football team itself – Realized basketball started and gave up watching mm-hmm. and just quit. <laughs> yeah. So if we could get back to, you know, if you're yeah. talking about football, watching football, that would be great. Um, yeah, I was making no arguments for uh, Michigan. I think I said it yesterday. I don't even remember. It was just a blind rage yeah. uh, that I was in. But I had no problem with Michigan. Even, I guess, Michigan's running back winning running back of the year. I guess I'll give it to them. But. Uh, I was really making really the argument for Minnesota's running back being yeah. there on the first team. Uh, yes, have Chase. And Chase Brown not there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And the first running back in 28 years to have over I think 1,500 yards yeah. and not make the first team. Right. Oh, and also he's not the leading rusher because he didn't play in the majority of the game against Northwestern because he was hurt. But he's a second leading rusher in the country. You know what I. 
<laughs> I'm tired of the media bias against Illinois. That's right. The media bias, the official bias. It just bias. keeps happening. Travis, what are they scared of? <laughs> I don't know. Why are they scared of us so much? I don't know. Why must they hold Illinois down? I don't know. In the know. media, the coaches, the officials, everyone's scared of Illinois, and I don't understand it. I know. We're nice I, people. We are. <laughs> We can be kind of rabid on Twitter, not going to lie. There can be some <laughs> savages out there. but We support our crazies. teams. Yeah, we're Isn't passionate. that what they want? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, oh, it's a conspiracy against Illinois, but it keeps happening. Right. <laughs> so something. Now, where there's smoke, there's fire. I here. remember going way back in the annals of our minds to the Indiana game earlier this year. And after that game, I remember coming in here Monday morning and you saying it was the officials who did us in against Indiana. I remember telling you, Travis, no, it was not the officials. Illinois had plenty of chances to win the game, and they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then it happened again. Yep. And then it happened again. And now we're getting snubbed by the media. And now we're getting snubbed by the coaches. What do they have against Illinois? I don't know. They're out to get us. I'm going to dive deeper into this. We're going to figure this out. We're It'll just drive us crazy, uh, the what-if scenarios. But I saw uh, someone compile a what-if uh, standings. Uh-huh. And uh, currently, uh, in the what-if standings this weekend would be uh, the number two team in the country, Ohio State, matching up with the number four team in the country, Illinois, in the Big Ten Championship in the what-if standings yep. this weekend. Uh, Illinois would be 11-1 and one yep. in the playoff. <laughs> but it's what-if. What if? What if? What could have been? If wishes were fishes, the world would be an ocean. <laughs> That's right. But unfortunately not. It, we it, await our bowl game, though. It just stinks. Mm. And because, again, I, and I hate, I, I hope I'm wrong. And Travis is going to tell me I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Travis has felt like a lightning in the bottle one-year thing. Right. This team felt special. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like yeah, it's when marks. you had Kofi and you have Io. It was that special. Right. And yeah. it was still great the next year, but it lost a little something. Mm-hmm. And it's still good this year, but it lost a little something. Right. I'm worried that the football team, this was it. And now next yeah, year we're going to lose a little something. It's gonna and the be... year after that we're going to lose a little something. Yeah, next year is definitely going to look a lot different yeah. with uh, the defense. Uh, the defensive coordinator is still uh, up in the air or not. And, um, you know, Chase going out in the draft and uh, Tommy DeVito graduating and yep. whatnot. Yep. So, yeah, next year is going to look a lot different. Yeah, Fagan. Yeah, replace uh, Chase Brown with uh, Fagan there. Or DeVito. Either or. You can do either or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, step away. We're up against the clock, and uh, let's uh, close out talking a little NFL uh, football. Coming up here to close out the show. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Golden Harvest Gold Series soybeans are bred to win. These 19 varieties have strong agronomics within high-demand trait platforms like Enlist E3 soybeans for superior performance all season long. Gold Series soybeans also outyielded Aspro brand soybeans by an average of one bushel per acre in 5,542 comparisons. 
grow gold at goldenharvestseeds.com slash gold dash series. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And now, the starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on a 98.9 for just a little bit longer. Let's close it out uh, talking to some NFL, of course. Week number 13 uh, kicks off uh, tonight on a Thursday night football. It's the uh, Buffalo Bills at the uh, New England uh, Patriots this evening and uh, the Bills favored by uh, three and a half uh, points uh, tonight. But it's a uh, week number 13, uh, so it's getting uh, closer and closer to uh, the uh, playoffs. And uh, you know it's close to the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs. You know it's getting close to that when uh, the NFL uh, standings have a, a playoff uh, kind of tab yep. uh, here. So uh, let's take a look at the uh, uh, standings uh, so far as we have them. Of course, the seven teams make it. Of course, in uh, the uh, uh, in both conferences, and currently right now, Patriots on the outside looking in, and the Jets. That's right, the Jets are in uh, seventh place. Right now, look at them go at seven and uh, four. So, yeah. uh, they're in good a uh, good spot. Uh, the Bengals, uh, they would be a uh, number six there at a uh, seven and four. Uh, they would have the uh, tiebreaker over the Jets based on head-to-head win percentage. Uh, and the number five team right now in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills at eight and three. Uh, the uh, Ravens there at number four at seven and four. They would hold the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on head-to-head win percentage uh, for the North. It would be the Tennessee Titans there at three, also at seven and four, and they would hold the tiebreaker over Baltimore based on uh, best win percentage in conference games. <laughs> so add it all in a different. <laughs> Another attack onto that measurement. Uh-huh. Uh, number two currently right now is the Miami Dolphins at eight and a three. They would own the tiebreaker over Buffalo based on head-to-head matchups uh, there for the East Crown. And uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs currently uh, sit up on the top, the number one seed at a nine and a two there. So Chiefs, no surprise. On top of the Dolphins sitting yep. there in that uh, two spot, they would get a bye. Dolphins are surprising. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Buffalo, 
that's where we thought Buffalo would be. Yep. Yep. Uh, since the the head to head win uh, for the Dolphins would get them. Yeah. So. And the Dolphins are having a great year. They uh, are unexpectedly, I think. Right. I mean, it, Tua finally is becoming what Miami hoped he would be. Travis, if I was going to tell you that at the start of the season the in the AFC, there would be one division that has three teams in it. Mm-hmm. Are you picking the AFC East? No. You may go well, West. I mean, yeah, I would say the West. If there was going to be three teams, you'd probably say the West. Yeah. After Coming that, into the season. maybe you'd go North, maybe Baltimore, maybe Cleveland, Cleveland. maybe Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati. Yeah. No one was picking the South to have three teams. But I also don't think anyone was picking the East to have three teams. Right. And maybe thought possibly Mac Jones with the Pats. Exactly. You wouldn't think in the Jets. But, again, <laughs> the Pats are right there. They are right there. They're mm-hmm. a game back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, the Chargers and the Colts are also in the hunt as well. Uh, over on the NFC side, uh, look at this. The NFC East, they got everyone in currently right now. NFC Beast. I know. At uh, number seven spots, the Commanders at seven and five. Uh, Number six is the Giants at seven and four. And the Cowboys, eight and three at a number five currently. Uh, The division winners uh, currently right now are the uh, Bucks. Yes, the Bucks at a five Five and six. six. (laughs) So it's the. we thought the AFC South was bad. Well, the NFC yep. South is bad this yep. year. Uh, 49ers at 7-4 and four are currently slotted in the three spot, and currently the uh, two of buys would go to the Vikings at 9-2 and two and the Eagles at a 10-1 and one there. And uh, so uh, outside looking in, uh, Seahawks are right there at 6-5. and five. The Falcons are still uh, with the uh, Bucks uh, there. With uh, Have they played already this season? We mm-hmm. have, and the Bucks came away with the win uh, there, and they'll come up in the final regular season uh, game with the Bucks and Falcons with the, the South could be on the line that night. Could be on the line. A day, so uh, the Lions are still here, 4-7. and seven. Yeah, they are. And the uh, Packers are also in a distance 11th, 4-8. and eight. There's a All bunch right. of tiebreakers that they're a part of. Right. <laughs> Travis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the question I always do uh-huh. when we get to this point in the season. Give me a team that's in that doesn't make it and a team that's out that does. Uh, On both conferences. I mean, it would be easy, but I'll say the Jets. Yep. Uh, they're in right now. And I still think the Chargers can can put it together. So <coughs> that's what I'll say. Jets out, uh, Chargers in. Jets out, Chargers in. All right. Uh, I think the uh, Commanders, I mean, this is easy, uh, Commanders out, Seahawks in. Now, see, I thought Seahawks too, Travis, but I looked at their schedule. They still have to face the Rams twice, the Jets, the Chiefs, and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. That's a tough schedule. And they got a lot of rookies on that team. Yeah, but the Rams are hurting. They early are. And figuratively, Aaron Donald's out this this Sunday. Uh-huh. And Stafford's ailing, uh, Cup's gone, so that's true. It's the right time for the Seahawks to face the Rams, especially this week. I'm gonna say on the AFC side, I'm gonna say the the Bengals. I think the Bengals get it, don't make it. Really? Yes. 
That's just a gut. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else besides that. And I'm going to put the Patriots in. I haven't given up on them yet. Mm-hmm. And on the NFC side, I'm going to say that the the Giants won't make it. Mm. And I, the Seahawks will just buy a elimination because I don't think anyone past the Falcons has a chance. Yeah, no. And the Falcons only have a chance at the division, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Yep, so. Although, looking at their schedule, Steelers, Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks for the Falcons, that's a relatively easy schedule. Yeah. I can see some wins there. It's still a possibility. Yeah, so. for sure. All right, so uh, there there it is, and uh, we'll take a look at that uh, Thursday night game uh, tomorrow. So that'll do it here for us on uh, Terrestrial Radio. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Barton Hahn, and catch us more with national sports coming up in the uh, pod. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Starting Lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the uh, podcast. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still hanging out with you. And uh, coming up here in overtime, we're going to be talking to some uh, national sports. We'll get to what happened in the association last night and what happened on the ice as well coming up in, here in the pod. But first, before I get to any of that, was there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit Yeah, on? we're going to touch on both those. We'll start with the ice as the Blackhawks lost to Edmonton 5-4. to four. Travis, each team scored three goals in the third period. Wow. That's a wild period. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything like the Kraken and the Kings had the other night. But right. Yeah, that one was uh, wild in the third period, though. Chicago's now lost eight games in a row. Yeah, yeah, not so, not so good. No, there was a time <laughs> earlier in the season where we had a better record than the Blues. Remember yeah, that? Remember it was. That? Yeah. yeah, but now we're six, twelve, and four. Coming back down to reality. By the way, I'm surprised this late in the season that the Blues have not had an overtime game yet. Right? Yeah, it's a little odd. I think we have had an overtime game, but have we not had one in the loss column? Possibly. Yeah, you don't have an overtime loss. Or whatever the extra third thing is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we have had some overtime okay. games. But the Pacers have now dropped three of their last five games after they fell to the Kings one thirty seven at one fourteen. Indiana twelve and nine. Uh they will battle tomorrow in Utah and take on the Jazz. The Falcons are confirming that Star Tight and Kyle Pitts will miss the rest of the season. Atlanta head coach Arthur Smith said Wednesday that Pitts underwent surgery to repair the MCL in his right knee and won't be returning this season. Pitts caught 28 passes for 356 yards and two touchdowns in his second season with the Falcons. 20-year-old was injured in Atlanta's win over the Bears November 20th. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is making an appearance on the injury report for the third week in a row. A Baltimore spokesman told reporters that Jackson left Wednesday's practice earlier to receive treatment for a quad issue from a trainer. The 25-year-old missed a practice two weeks ago due to illness and was absent for a practice last week because of a hip injury. Jackson, though, has yet to miss a game this season. 
Former Nebraska interim head coach Mickey Joseph was arrested Wednesday on suspicion of strangulation and third-degree domestic assault. He was booked into the Lancaster County Jail after the Lincoln Police Department dispatched officers to a residence for a domestic disturbance call. Joseph was placed on administrative leave by Athletic Director Trev Alberts following the incident. Former Cornhuskers quarterback went 3-6 and six during his time as interim coach for Nebraska. Obviously, he didn't get the job, and so he... Took it out on someone. Jeez. Jeez Louise. And finally, the Penguins are losing one of their top defensemen for an extended amount of time. The team announced Wednesday that defenseman Chris Letang suffered a stroke earlier this week after consulting team trainers and undergoing tests at a hospital. Letang said he just knew something wasn't right and will be sidelined indefinitely. On the positive side, the 35-year-old said he's doing okay and is optimistic that he will be back on the ice soon. This was the second stroke of Letang's career after he missed several months during the 2014 season. Hmm. That's scary. Right. Two strokes? Yeah, for sure. Maybe you should stop. Hmm. Stop stop playing hockey. Mm -hmm. Go be an announcer. Yep. Also, uh, Hall Hall of Famer Gaylord Perry, master of the spitball, passed away at the age of 84. Master of the spitball. Yes. And uh, Michigan will be without their defensive tackle for their game on Saturday, more than likely, as Mozzie Smith is facing uh, felony weapon charges. Ooh, felony weapon charges. Yes, it's occurred October 7th, but the charges were not filed until November 30th. Uh, the charges are punishable by imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of more than 2500 Smith, who's a senior, is being represented by attorney John Shea. The alleged offense occurred the day before Michigan played against Indiana, a game in which Smith participated and recorded five tackles. Michigan did not respond for comment. He has played in all 12 games this season for the Wolverines and has 43 total tackles on Michigan's undefeated season. Smith is ranked as a top-five defensive tackle in the upcoming NFL draft. So, Big, big, big implications here, uh, not just for Saturday, but for the NFL draft. And also police in Tampa issued an arrest warrant Thursday for former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. The warrant states that Brown is wanted on a battery charge stemming from an incident on November 28th. On November 29th, a judge denied a petition for a temporary risk protection order to prevent him from possessing firearms or ammunition if he's considered a threat to himself or others. So, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown making uh, more news. On a positive note, Chris Middleton is planning to return to the Bucks uh, tomorrow. Yes. So, there you go. That is a uh, positive thing. Three negatives, four negatives, and one positive. Yeah. Chris Middleton returns. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's take a look at the, the NBA uh, from last night. Uh, speaking of uh, Chris Middleton's team, the Bucks, they got the win in MSG 109, a 2-0-103. Giannis goes double-double, 37 points, uh, 13 uh, boards. Uh, Grayson Allen uh, puts uh, the uh, Knicks to bed last night with a uh, three there at the uh, very end. Uh, Jason Tatum goes off last night, 49 points for the Celtics as a uh, high-scoring affair there in Boston, 134 to 121 with royalty in uh, in attendance as well, even though Boston wasn't too impressed for what Prince Harry and Kate, Princess Kate, yeah, they were in attendance there at the game last night. We're impressed by uh, Tatum's effort, uh, 49 points last night. So a royal performance. Royal, if you were, yeah. Uh, the uh, Cavs they beat the 76ers one thirteen to eighty five all over Philadelphia last night. Where the Cavs, uh, the Hawks one twenty five to one hundred eight over the uh, Magic. 
Uh, the Nets get the win over the Wizards. Uh, Kevin Durant pours in 39, uh, 113 and 107 over Washington. Uh, Timberwolves 109 and 101 over the uh, Grizzlies. Uh, the Pelicans 126 and 108 over the Raptors. Thunder pick up the win over the Spurs 119 and 2111. Uh, Nuggets by 20 over the Rockets 120 to 100. Uh, we mentioned there in the Sports Center hit that uh, the Suns beat the uh, uh, Bulls 132-01 of 13. Devin Booker drops those 51 points there. So imagine if he just played in the final quarter. He got to like 60. Some, but didn't play nope. in the final quarter. Bummer. Uh, they got to do better than that. Yeah, 51 points Ugh. in three quarters. Not very good defensively for no. Chicago. Uh, the Jazz 125-201-12 over the uh, Clippers. Kings 137-114 over the uh, Pacers. And uh, the Lakers get the win over the uh, Blazers 128-201-19. Half-court buzzer beater to end the third quarter uh, for uh, Russ there to lead the Lakers. Mm. Uh, LeBron also had 31 points. In the win last night. Uh, the only game that's on the tonight in the NBA is the Mavericks traveling to Detroit to take on the uh, Pistons. Uh, they're currently Luka and the Mavs favored by eight points there. Let's take a look at the rest of the action on the ice last night. Uh, Sabres 5-4 to four over the Red Wings in a shootout. Uh, Red Wings had to come back in this one. Three goals in the third period, but then they fall in the shootout there. Uh, Rangers 3-1 to one over the uh, Senators. Maple Leafs 3-1 to one over the uh, Sharks. And like Eric said, 5-4 to four Edmonton victory over the uh, Blackhawks. What's happening uh, tonight on uh, the ice? Uh, got a full uh, slate uh, there, including the, Bull the Blues in action at Enterprise. They're taking on the Hurricanes this evening at uh, 7 o'clock. Um, let's see, uh, other ones we got on ESPN. We got Edmonton in Minnesota to take on the Wild. I think that's the uh, second game on ESPN. Nope, I think there's just one on ESPN tonight. Uh, other games, Colorado against uh, Buffalo, uh, Predators against the Devils. Devils looking for win number 20 on the year already. Uh, Lightning, uh, the Flyers, uh, Knights against the uh, Penguins. Uh, the Ducks, Stars, Canadians, Flames, Capitals, and uh, the Kraken, Panthers, Canucks, Coyotes, Kings this evening as well. So here's a look at the uh, NHL and NBA action. And uh, one other thing that I saw here on uh, SportsCenter yesterday, this was uh, finalized, but the deal to finalize the divide up the money in uh, St. Louis for the settlement with uh, the NFL and uh, the city of uh, St. Louis. Uh, the board of uh, St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Authority, which owned the uh, dome where the Rams played before leaving it to L.A., approved an agreement uh, announced on uh, November 22nd, and it was approved yesterday. The city of St. Louis will receive $250 million. St. Louis County will receive $169 million and the uh, Regional Convention and Sports Authority will receive a $70 million, and another $30 million will help pay for an expansion of the America's Center Convention Center, which is attached to the Dome 
And although the dome is in the city of St. Louis, county taxpayers helped pay for it. And, of course, Stan Kroenke up in leaving St. Louis uh, for uh, L.A. Uh, there was a $79 million settlement, which was reached in, of November of last year. About a $275 million went to attorney fees. Hmm. <laughs> Those attorneys got paid. Paid. There, my goodness. Uh, that left $512 million in, in interest or brought in total to around $519 million to uh, be divided up there uh, for the uh, city of St. Louis and the uh, original, uh, regional sports authority uh, there. The suit claimed the NFL violated its relocation guidelines and that the league and the Rams enriched themselves at the expense of the community they abandoned there so money abandoned is divided in St. Louis which they by all intents and purposes they they did yes but some people still are fans of them Travis man I was there in Indy last year there was a lot of uh, Rams fans that that still stuck around well yeah what other options do you have the Bears I guess the Chiefs would be a Colts, hot team to pick up if Chiefs, you were in the St. Louis area. But that's like real bandwagon stuff oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a big Chiefs fan. I've been, a, <laughs> been following Patrick Mahomes' career his entire, his entire career. Right. But if you're in the St. Louis area, I mean, like I said, the Bears, nah, they stink. Colts, nah, they stink. I get, no one. Just a fan of football, Chiefs or Titans. Yeah. Titans wouldn't be bad. Yeah, They'd I think decent. I think maybe a lot of people picked up the the Chiefs probably. Probably wouldn't be wouldn't be too shocked by that. Or you just watch football for football, or hope that the uh, league gives you a team. I guess maybe. Yeah, it's not happening. You wait around for the XFL. Yeah, we got the Battle Hawks. That's right. It needs the Rams. That's right. Battle Hawks is a much better name than a Ram. Anyways. Could call again in whenever XFL's back. Twenty twenty three. Yes, next year. Next year. I'll be there. In the spring. Coming up faster than we know. They had their draft a couple of weeks ago, I think. They did. Yeah. The uh Battlehawks, so the new quarterback. Yeah. See his name? Do you see who it is? AJ McCarron. All right. God. <sighs> that's uh that's a great name to pick up. I guess. I mean, probably one of the more high-profile names that's going to be in the league, if we're honest. Sadly, yes. <laughs> Sadly, a household name there. Absolutely. Maybe The Rock will show up to the first game in St. Louis. No, uh, probably not. He's probably going to be in L- in uh, Dallas or <laughs> Houston or Possibly. San Antonio, Miami. Yeah. Or Orlando. I think they have a team in Orlando. Orlando, Tampa, I don't know. I don't know. The only one that matters is in St. Louis. That's right. Until they start losing, and then Travis won't care anymore. <laughs> Fans will still come out, though. Highest attended um, uh, battle uh, XFL team in the league's history. That's right. So There you go. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Okay, well, then I'm going to run through some NASCAR news and notes. Okay. Because we we've had a lot of... Little things happening, one big thing I want to talk about. So, first of all, we are 79 days away from the Daytona 500. Wow. It's coming up fast. 
Uh, Speed Sport is going to launch a motorsports television channel in 2023. Why is that significant? Because we talked about NASCAR rights deals are up in 2024, so that would give them another network to possibly look at. Mm -hmm. Goodyear has announced its extension as the tire supplier of NASCAR. That's going to ruffle some feathers. We talked about all the tire failures that were happening and the bad racing and the tires, stuff like that. So Goodyear staying with it. We'll see if they uh, can make any changes there. Um, Alex Bowman is still going to be in the 48 next year. Someone asked him about it, and he laughed. So I had to bring that up. Uh, Denny Hamlin, we talked about. Denny Hamlin, his deal with Joe Gibbs Racing is up after next year. Mm-hmm. His sponsor, FedEx's deal, is up at the end of next year. Mm. A.K.A. it's the Kyle Busch scenario all over again at Joe Gibbs Racing. Now, Denny says he has no plans on going anywhere. He does not want to drive for himself. He wants to stay at Joe Gibbs. And, in fact, he's working on some reorganization plans um, for the competitive side. He's involved in some of those plans. So, um, he said his 2311 ownership duties won't impact any eventual decision to retire from driving. So, for right now... Denny Hamlin wants to be at Joe Gibbs, but they just lost Kyle Busch and couldn't find Kyle Busch a sponsor. So it makes me wonder if right. we're, it's the same thing. Part two, mm-hmm. like Joe Gibbs, what's happening? Like mm-hmm. you're one of the best organizations in NASCAR and you can't keep these drivers and teams together. Right. There's bigger problems there. Yeah. So I think so. Not to mention all the off the track stuff with, you know, Joe Gibbs losing his two sons, both passing away tragically, mm-hmm. his grandson being a total jerk to most people. Like, yeah, there's a lot of negativity there. <laughs> Speaking of retirement, Kevin Harvick stated that his decision on whether he will retire after the season or not will be made before they get to Daytona. He says right now it could go either way, whether he races uh, in 2024 or not. But he says his mind will be made up before they get to the Daytona 500 because he says there's so many other you know layers and dominoes that need to fall if he does decide to retire. He wants to give the team plenty of opportunity uh, to make those decisions. So mm-hmm. possibly the last year, Kevin Harvick. Ooh. It's a big changing of the guard we're going through here. Yeah. And speaking of changing of the guards, and this is the, our big news, Travis. Okay, the big one. So the race team alliance. This is an alliance put together by the race teams. We heard them make some noise at the end of last season talking about how they want a bigger piece of the pie in the new media deal that NASCAR makes. Mm -hmm. That they want more of the money that NASCAR brings in. Right now they're getting about 25%. They want more. Yeah. Because their whole thing is we provide the cars, we provide the drivers, like – that's all on us, and that's what people are tuning into, and that's what people are coming to the tracks for, mm-hmm. which is a fair argument. Yeah, I, I can't – if you're a fan of NASCAR, you're not really tuning in for NASCAR. You're tuning in for a driver, a team, a sponsor, a make. All those reasons are reasons – you don't really tune into NASCAR to watch NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You're tuning in to watch something of those four, and that's all the teams. That's not the NASCAR yeah. entity. Right. So they have this race team alliance. They've been making some more noise. And in September, they hired Wasserman Management Director of U.S. Okay. Now, okay. you're probably wondering, what in the world yeah, is this? What is that? Basically, it is a sports media management company. Basically, what they were hired to do is look at the race team alliance and decide the value of it. How much is it worth? And mm-hmm. how much can they get? So after all of this has happened, they've been doing their research, they've been looking at this sports marketing agency, 
they now, the Race Team Alliance, has told this Westman and company, hey, look into the legalities of us holding exhibition races on our own. Not NASCAR, but the race teams themselves holding races in the offseason. So they're making plans and looking into the legalities of the race teams themselves holding team, holding races in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Now, what this has been confirmed to the Sports Business Journal is that the agency has, quote, been hired to explore exhibition race opportunities, both domestically and international, via request for information proposal. It's very explore, exploratory. Now, the teams are interested in this because they're struggling to turn a profit. These teams can't make money. We've seen them cut and cut and cut and yeah. cut. And they're looking to find new revenue streams. Now, these events, like we said, would occur in the offseason and would not involve NASCAR. But they cannot have these races in NASCAR cars or branded apparel. That's part of the agreement that the Race Team Alliance has. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're able to find a suitor, this could happen. These races could happen as early as next offseason. Hmm. When does that media contract come up? Well, 2024. Yeah. So if they start these races in 2023, Travis, there is talk in the industry that this could lead to a split in NASCAR. Ooh. Because the race teams want more. NASCAR is not wanting to budge and give them any more. And what they're using, what the race team alliance is using, is the SRX. And saying, look, they're getting over a million viewers. For every race they have, they don't have NASCAR backing them at all. They're not on NASCAR-sanctioned tracks. They're on little tracks that aren't NASCAR-owned, and they're making money. Yeah. And they're getting viewers. Now imagine if we take a Chase Elliott, a Kyle Larson, a Kyle Busch, and a Tyler Reddick and say, we're going to air them here in these cars that are all the same on these short tracks or a dirt track or a road course or wherever that's not NASCAR-owned. You don't think people are going to tune in? Of course they are. Yeah, they might. Travis, this is concerning if you're a NASCAR fan. Because I'll say it right here, and we can look back a year from now and we'll laugh at me. If this happens, and this leads to a split, it will be the end of NASCAR in the United States. The end. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that Because if you don't have the deal. teams... You have no NASCAR. Mm -hmm. But you also have the intriguing thing that is, I think, going to be a huge factor in this, and that is F1. We've talked about before how F1 is rising in the United States. It is growing fast. Part of that's because of the Netflix series that they have. Part of that is just the allure of it. People are getting more interested in that. Races are shorter. Races are more strategic than a NASCAR race. You can get through an F1 race in about 90 minutes. Takes you about four hours to get through an NASCAR race. It's better for people. It's a class thing. You look at NASCAR, and regardless of where they're at, it's looked at as white-collar, blue-collar kind of a sport. F1's looked at as classy. You see, you know, some dignitaries that are there, and you see celebrities who are at these races. And and we talked about the ticket prices for when they were in Miami and how it's, you know, $15,000 for a ticket. You're not getting that in NASCAR. You get them sending out $3 tickets to try and fill the seats. 
So if you have NASCAR and the teams arguing amongst themselves and F1 is rising, that is a big problem if they end up splitting. Yeah. They got to get this figured out. They have to. Because you cannot sit here and tell me that not so much the drivers. Let's factor out the drivers. Let's talk about all those other team members, you know, the guys in the shops and the garages and stuff like that. Do you think they want to race in the offseason too? After racing 36 weeks with one off week in the season, Mm -hmm. that then they want to turn around and race in the offseason too? No. Yeah, no. They don't. The drivers do, but the drivers, you have to remember, have RVs and private planes and all these kind of things. They can bring their families and and stuff like that to the racetrack. Mm -hmm. The guys who work on the crew don't have those luxuries. Yeah. So that's another, you know, if we're talking eight, ten weeks away from their family, plus you're still trying to get a NASCAR car ready for Daytona. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big deal and something to keep an eye on if it moves forward. Now, there's a lot of people who are saying that the Race Team Alliance just brought this out as a bargaining chip. Try and use leverage against NASCAR in this media rights deal to get more of that pie. And say, look, we can do this if we wanted to. We don't want to, but we could. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting because I mm. I don't know where it's going. All I know is that it's not good. Is right. is is my as a NASCAR fan? Sure. You can have NASCAR without Hendrick Motorsports, without Joe Gibbs Racing, without you no. know twenty three eleven and all these things. You can't have the sport without those owners. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the drivers, again, are signed to contracts with the owners. They're not signed to contracts with NASCAR. Sure. So it could end up leading to a very bad situation if you're NASCAR. So we'll have to wait and see where we're at there. I think it's a, I think it's a bluff move. I think it's a negotiating tactic. I don't think it's going to happen. But when the two people who are spearheading the charge are Michael Jordan and Jeff Gordon... <laughs> Those are some pretty big people in the sports landscape, let alone NASCAR. In the sports landscape, those are some pretty decent names to have spearheading your charge. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So we'll see, you know, who blinks first kind of thing. It's kind of they're playing chicken with each other, and we'll see who gives in first. But this could be a big deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely talking about splitting. And stuff and all the things said, you know, the drivers are owned by the owners and not really NASCAR. So, right. NASCAR is just a a sanctioning body. You know, it's not, it's kind of like the NBA. All those players who sign contracts in the NBA or the NFL or whatever, MLB, they sign contracts with the teams. They don't sign a contract with Major League Baseball. They sign a contract with the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Astros. It's the same thing with NASCAR. They're signing a contract with those teams. Well, if those teams decide, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, mm-hmm. your contract's going to go where you're signed to go. So I would think all the drivers would go with them. Mm-hmm. All the sponsors would go with them. Because, again, right. those things aren't signed to NASCAR. They're signed to the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be kind of like if Jerry Jones woke up this morning and said, I don't like the way the NFL is handling things. By golly, I'm going to have football games on my own, and I'm going to have all these other owners join me. Well, what would the NFL be at that point? Nothing. Right. If all the owners of all the teams left and formed their own league, there's nothing for the NFL to care about. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. 
Yeah. And when you think when you, when I put it in the NFL perspective, and you think of if that happened at an NFL level, if it came out that in spring football, Jerry Jones and the rest of the owners of the NFL were wanting to organize exhibition spring football games in the off season, would that not be national news? It'd be all oh, over definitely. ESPN. Oh, yeah. What does this mean? Why are the owners setting up their own league of, of spring games? What is happening? Mm-hmm. That's what this is at a NASCAR level. Right. But because it's NASCAR, it's not being talked about at all. But Sure, yeah. I'm giving it the time of day, by golly. Yeah, by golly, there we go. By golly, George. <laughs> We're definitely going to be uh, monitoring uh, the uh, situation. And like you said, how many days until Daytona? 79. 79. Wow. The clash is the first weekend of February, so it'll be here in uh, two months. Two months. Yep. Yeah. Out in L.A. They were actually at the L.A. Uh, Auto Show. They had a big thing saying the clash coming to L.A. Coliseum. So they're trying to get out there and get people to come. It was a good turnout last year. Hopefully it's another good turnout this year. The clash itself? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. At the L.A. Coliseum. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it again. Do it again. And why not? Run it, run it back. Hey, it was okay. I didn't enjoy the racing that much, but I understand what it was what it was for. It wasn't for right. me. I'm already yeah. a fan. It was mm. trying to attract new people. Exactly. And yeah. Just the the visual Yep. As well. So Maybe enjoy it while it lasts. You don't know how long NASCAR will be. <laughs> That's true. <coughs> and, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed us for uh, today because, uh, well, we're calling it a day. Yep. All right. So we will uh, get out of here since it's the uh, first day of December. Appropriate. Yeah. Right. Pick them tomorrow. Pick them tomorrow. Yes. That's right. Kinda, High school may be done, but we still got pros. We got college. Right. You kind of forgot about that with uh, high school being uh, yeah. done oh, yeah. and dusted over with, at least yeah. for football-wise. We got, uh, I think, six games off the top of my head that we'll be picking. All right. Awesome. So we'll that. be back there, and we'll be back to recap all the uh, boys' basketball and girls' basketball yes. scores from uh, uh, tonight as well. So uh, we'll be back for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you then. Have a good one.